Ask Us was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. And now, here are your hosts, Jay Crowder and John Mueller. Welcome back to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. We are going to rate this episode as explicit, not because of the language being used, but because of the material being covered. Uh, Today we are going to be talking mainly about Joker. Uh, This was a recent movie that was released about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And the material covered, it was a rated R movie, and so the material that was in the movie was pretty intense. So just kind of a heads up for those that might be listening with their kids. When it comes time to talk about the Joker, you might want to either have them leave the room or possibly just turn it off. But on with the show. John. What's up? This is our third episode. It is. You excited? I am. I'm actually very excited. I, I, am, I am very excited as well. I, I can't believe that we've actually made it to our third episode. <laughs> I There was a part of me that felt like maybe after the second one you would change your mind about the whole thing. Yeah. And would just kind of be like, yeah, I don't know about this. Yeah. But we're back. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm more hopeful that all of our listeners are back for our third episode. Yeah, all six. <laughs> Actually, last time I looked, I think we have ten unique listeners, or just listens. Uh, ten listeners. Hey, I'll it take says it. Estimated ten. I'll take it. Yeah, me too. Welcome. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, all ten of you. We love you. <laughs> Keep listening. Tell your friends. It'd be awesome. Yeah. But on with the news. News. The new live-action Batman has discovered their Riddler. They have. I personally don't know the actor. It's... Paul D- Dano? Dano? B- Bookum? I don't know. Bookum Dano? <laughs> um, I The first thing I remember him from was uh, Mission Impossible 3, uh, a hot second ago. Um, he's gone on to do some other things since then, but I can't say I... He's the, he's the kind of actor you see in a role, and you, you remember him from something else, but you don't remember what you remember him from. Right. So I would imagine he's been in stuff we've seen. Probably. Just not... He isn't the memorable takeaway. It'll be one of those things that, like, as we're watching the movie, we'll see his face and he'll do something that will remind us of a different role. Yeah. And we'll be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. But yeah, so they've got a Riddler, so that tells us a little more about the story. Mm-hmm. By the way, I have a feeling about what the story might be. I wanted to know about what your take was it what was on it. I am trying to go in zero expectation. Okay, well, that's always a good way to. I've to heard it. it might be the Long Halloween. That's what I'm kind of hoping for, and I haven't read it. Okay. I have not read that run. 90s back I got I don't really picked up I didn't really pick up until probably hush era so I guess that'd be early 2000s mid 2000s yeah personally I I haven't read the long Halloween either but because there's rumor that that might be what the story is based on I kind of want to read it now mm-hmm. so maybe that's something we yeah, could also head to, review head to our local stores or maybe even the library try to pick it up yeah for sure. Yes, but uh, also in other news, um, we also have Jurassic Park. Now, John, of course, is probably going to forever have the reputation. Infamously. I've only ever seen the first Jurassic World movie. Oh my gosh. Which is okay. (laughs) Of the two that are out, that is definitely the best one. Uh, But, yes, John has not seen Jurassic Park. But the news is, is that the original cast... 
from the first Jurassic Park movie. Not Jurassic World. Right. Jurassic Park is going to be coming back for the new Jurassic World movie. Does it have an estimated release yet? Or is it just vaguely like 2020, 2021? Yeah, currently I think it's like 2021, I think is what they're saying. Lots of CGI takes some time to render. Yes, it does. Which... (laughs) Is going to be different. I, I personally, I love the practical effects. I don't know how you feel about that, but I love it when they do practical stuff. When they work, I like them. When they look campy, I don't. Right. So that's if they're true. done. If they're done well, I'm on board. You know, one that impressed me the most. I don't know if you know this, but Rogue One, a Star Wars story, mm-hmm. uh, they did a combination of both the practical effect and CGI. In fact, there's one scene in particular. That when I look at it, it just blows my mind. But it's the scene where, and, and you might remember, it's uh, two star destroyers, and they're hovering above the whatever jungle planet they happen to be hovering above. You know where they get the plans, right? Do you remember the name of it? No. Okay. I don't remember a whole lot about Rogue One, and I, I catch some flack for this from other other nerds. I I didn't like Rogue One okay. at, at all, really. Well, I didn't feel like it added a whole lot. Because you know how it ends. Right. To each their own. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, there's a scene <laughs> where uh, <laughs> where two Death Star... Or not Death Stars. Star Destroyers. Not two, but two Star Destroyers uh, crash into each other. And they kind of like push up against each other. And it almost looks like one is like stabbing into the other one. Mm-hmm. That was actually a set that they created. Really? They built two Star Destroyers and crashed them into each other. Like Lego or? No, like that would be even (laughs) more incredible, but no, it wasn't Lego. It was like actual, like they actually built it and then like a real Star Destroyer. Yeah. They built two of them up in space. Up in space. And they crashed them into each other. Oh, Space Force. Yeah. That's soon to be the, what, fifth branch of the military? Thank you, Trump. Yeah. Gosh, let's not go there. Oh gosh, that's a different different content, right? Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> that didn't happen. Moving on. So anyway, they <laughs> are effects. the original uh, cast is coming back for Jurassic Park. Does it have a subtitle? I guess it would be Jurassic World. The the boys are back. <sighs> Jurassic World dinosaurs gonna eat you. I don't know. Oh, that's every other Jurassic movie. I know, right? Well, the thing is, I, you haven't seen the second Jurassic World. Spoilers for anybody that may not have seen it, but at the end of it, the dinosaurs are back, but they're in our world. Like, they get loose, and they are, like, with us, amongst us. Who'd have thunk? Yeah, right? I mean, where else are you going to go with it, right? But I, personally, I'm a little more excited about this one. The second one, I didn't care that too much about, but I'm pretty excited about it because... It, have you read the books at all? I have not. Okay. The, the only the only book of his I've read is Timeline, and that is a lot to unpack as well. Well, the first Jurassic Park is really good, and it ends where you know that some raptors have gotten off of the island and are now terrorizing South America. So I completely thought that in Jurassic World, the main character would just become almost like a raptor hunter. And mm-hmm. he would just be hunting down these raptors throughout South America. But that is not what happens at all. That's unfortunate. I would watch that book, movie. I know, right? I would absolutely watch that movie. So, 
that's where I hope that they're going with this new Jurassic World, is that they're just going to be like dinosaur hunters. Yeah, so dinosaur hunters would be pretty incredible. Yeah, that'd be that'd be wonderful. I would I would really I would really enjoy that. Starting Chris Pratt and literally anyone. Yeah. Well, how about the original cast from Jurassic Park? Hey. Hey. Full circle. Yeah. But moving on, any other news that stood out to you over the past couple weeks? Uh, I mean, I don't have what is it? DC Universe Ultimate pay us money subscription thing yeah um but i saw that (laughs) titans recently had a uh text us if you think jason todd should live and i thought that was interesting um harkens back to death in the family yeah famous story arc where he was killed right uh by telephone votes really yes they had a they had two toll-free lines one you would call if you wanted him to live one you would call if you wanted him to die wow and it was less than 100 votes was the difference between the two um i think it was one of the showrunners for titans said we've already made up our minds we know what we're gonna do we just thought this would harken back to um him as a character and kind of his origins to how he gets to where he is now right all that said, I still don't plan to really ever watch Titans. So, so is the Robin on Titans? Is that Jason Todd? I don't believe so. Okay, which Robin is that? I would think it's Dick. Dick Grayson. Yes. Okay. I would think, and then Jason would be like a minor character. But again, I don't know. I've never seen an episode. Cause I, yeah, I haven't either, and probably never will. Yeah, I. I don't just really not care excited. all that much. Just kind of one of those things. I yeah, guess not my thing. Yeah. Plus the, from what I've heard from different people is that it's really not that great. I've heard mixed reviews. The trailer turned me off initially because it tried to be too like dark and gritty and yeah explicit. Yes, fair and right. I was like, yeah, I'm already, I'm already out. But other than that, I can't really think of anything newsworthy that kind of came out. Oh, something I guess gaming related. You know, Google's coming out with their the Stadia. Yes, I'm very intrigued. I am too, and I think I'm going to get it. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. Um, Here's some first-person reviews on it. Yeah, I I just... It really sounds like a good idea to me. Because then I'm never going to have to worry about another console ever again. Theoretically. Right. Until Stadia 2 2021. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But still, I mean, what a great price. I mean, you pay... I think it's like 100... It's less than 150, I think. Yeah, it's just... I think it's 130. Yeah. And you get all the stuff... You get a controller and you get the little cast thing that hooks up to your TV. And then you pay, you can either pay for individual games or the monthly you can subscription. pay a monthly subscription and you can play any of their games. Yeah, Xbox and PlayStation both have those right now. PlayStation's dropped their price here recently. Oh, yeah? Probably with this threat of Stadia coming out. I would think. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty excited about it. I've, I used to be a gamer. And I kind of stopped just because of the price. And, and you know, life. Yeah, life too. <laughs> uh, you know, having a son and a wife and a job yeah. tends to, you know. You reprioritize. Take a, you, you take, it takes up your time. Yeah. Yeah. That, I guess, sums up the news. Yeah, slow slow news focus for us this week. It is this week. Very yeah. Joker-centric yes. episode. Well, moving on, we are moving on to the main focus today, which is Joker. Joker is a rated R film. I 
do not recommend taking your children to see this movie or it, really anybody under the age of, truthfully, I would say 17. I mean, it's pretty intense. Yeah. I don't know. I guess times have changed a lot. So <laughs> Back in my day, uh, no, I would... I'm an old geezer over here. Yeah, I would tend to agree, or at least look through it and make that, discuss, make that decision for yourself. But it's, it's different than if you want to take a kid to go see, like, Deadpool or something, which is not something I would advocate either. No, definitely not. Um, it's, it's a different R rating than than like an action comedy like it's very it's very heavy it is very heavy. was my main takeaway so just as a heads up i guess a warning this review is full of spoilers i don't know the way i see it is if you're going to be listening to a review you probably should have seen the movie first so if you haven't seen the movie pause this podcast go down to your local theater and see it and then listen to us on the way home Right. Let's see if you agree. Exactly. So, John, would you like to sum up the story real quick? Sum up the story. Summarize it? Do you think you could do that? Sum- kind of. It, Joaquin Phoenix plays a guy named Arthur Fleck. He lives with his mom, who is in ailing health. And the, the plot of the movie is just his life going from bad. Starting it bad, by the way. He wasn't doing great. No. Just going worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and it it ends in a in a very very bad place first thoughts on the movie i think i'm going to start out with the look of the movie that was something that i think i'm going to praise yeah I'm, i'm glad they didn't ask me about how the movie should look uh because I think they did an excellent job i agree i mean the the movie takes place in an 80s era dirty, grungy New York, and they portrayed that very well. It, it definitely felt like maybe old Batman. Like like Batman, like... Um, you know, like 89 it, Batman? Yeah, it kind of had that grungy look to it. Like, everything looked dirty. Yeah. Looked like it had been littered. In fact, that was like... That was actually one of the themes. Definitely. At the very beginning was it was talking about how the trash is just piling up on the side of the streets because of the strike. That I don't know, that was my first takeaway. To me, that, that kind of stood out the most to me. Yeah, I mean, the thing that stood out the most to me, there was... I can't remember them now, of course, but sitting during the movie, the cinematography and the direction stood out to me. The way the shots were framed and captured, they really captured... Like, it, it showed the essence of, you know, you, the use of color um, in cinema... And that I thought they were both really, really good. Mm-hmm. The cinematography, the direction. Um, Walking Phoenix was fantastic. Walking Phoenix was very good and um, did a very good job of playing a man who is just like just completely disturbed. It's almost like the the killing joke mantra. Yeah, of just saying all it takes is one bad day. Right. And it's like, well, he uh, mission accomplished. Like yes. he had his bad day, and it, it he, yeah, oof. Oof. he didn't react to it well. I'll say, it got pretty gruesome. Yes, I, yeah, but I, I don't know. There's so much to unwrap in this movie. Unravel. There's mm-hmm. just there's so much. There's so many layers to it. I mean, it was definitely a uh, a movie that was like really focused on mental health. Yeah. Uh, there was definitely a huge, um, you know, they were trying to make a statement with that, which 
you know, because of my career, mm-hmm. um, I'm a therapist, by the way, if this is your first episode, it, I don't know. I, I just kind of saw it as, you know, she, first off, she was a terrible therapist. His uh, psychiatrist that he went to go see. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. She was terrible. She sat behind the desk the whole time. Did you bring your notebook? Yeah. There was like no <laughs> connection there at all. No from, no rapport. From either of them, I would say. No, I feel like he, yeah. he's very much, because the one of the plot lines is the city cuts the funding to his mental health program, um, and his reaction is, so who am I going to get to prescribe my meds? Right. So there was, I don't think there was give or take mm-hmm. between the two of them. No. You know, she's like, you need to have, you know, or did you have any more negative thoughts? You know, and he's like, all I have are negative thoughts. Like, that's my whole life. Yeah. It was an interesting movie because it kind of made you feel for the Joker. There was a part of you that kind of was, oh man, is this is this guy really bad or is he just a product of his environment? You know, I don't know. There were so many different layers to it. There were. I mean, the takeaway for me with with that debate specifically is did he know what he was doing was wrong? And, I mean, personally, I think he did. I just think he was at a point, personally, where he was 100% willing to accept doing the bad thing. He just didn't care. No. He flat out did not care. Very interesting um, problem he had with the laughing uncontrollably. Yeah. In inappropriate situations. That, oh gosh, that would that, be a pain. It made me uncomfortable. <laughs> the the scene where he's performing his stand up. Yeah, it, I'm a very like conflict averse person. I don't like awkward things, awkward situations. Um, it's why I can't watch The Office. Is because <laughs> Michael Scott makes me so uncomfortable. Yes, I change yes. the channel because so, you're just you're like going. No, it's so cringy. Don't, it, don't I cringe so hard. So I'm watching this scene, and I can't. I can't do it. And then the the laughter kind of takes over the audio of the scene and it moves on fairly quickly mm-hmm. for that point. So I appreciated I appreciated that. But the laughter it was very unnerving too. It was a different laugh than um than Hamill or Ledger or Leto. The, it was his take on it. So differentiate they are the thing that I love about all the people who have portrayed the Joker is they're all so different. So I think that's what that's another thing that makes Joaquin Phoenix so impressive is that he he had his own take. Right. It was completely different from everybody else. But other than that, I, I thought uh, as far as the I guess some of the details in the story, one thing I, I didn't really appreciate very much was the whole tie-in to the Waynes. I did not either. I didn't really care for that. I mean, it was an interesting twist. But actually, we'll get more to that in a second. But it was it was a very interesting twist to mm-hmm. have. Of course, then you're like kind of left with a question at the end. Was he related or was he not? You know, are the Batman and Joker actually brothers? Yeah. Or are they not? It kind of left you hanging. Like, what is the real answer? I don't know. What did you think about that? What were your thoughts? To give to give context, um, if you haven't seen the movie and are listening to the review anyway, Arthur Fleck's mother Penny, who he lived with, um, is under the delusion that she she worked for Thomas Wayne 
years and years and years prior and is under the delusion that Arthur Fleck is his son as well. That they had a torrid affair and the man who ultimately becomes the Joker is the son of Thomas Wayne. And it's refuted, kind of, by saying he was adopted and there are other various things in his past that would have impacted it. But the it's also like, oh, Thomas could have could have fabricated the entire thing. He he knows the right people. He has the amount of power to where he could falsify any document he wanted. That's he's a Wayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I I do think he was just adopted. I don't believe he has any blood relation at all. I think it plays into the character of the mother that she would be that delusional. But I also think it plays into the character of Thomas Wayne. The way he is portrayed in this movie of saying, like, of his anger issues. Gosh, he was an, he's an angry man. But well, uh, that uh, that interaction between him and Bruce was interesting. And, oh, gosh, uh, no. I It was very... It cr- made me cringe the whole time. Not the whole time. Just the when he made... He physically made Bruce smile. That's the only person's hands I want in my mouth are my dentist and my hygienist in your in your own right I thought that was I figured that'd be understood <laughs> um but uh yeah cringe one of the one of the bigger cringe moments of the movie for me oh definitely I understand it and I think it definitely fits the character's motivations and everything mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I liked it no uh, you even said you were like I respect the movie Oh, critically, I think it's excellent. But personally, I didn't like it at all. I when we saw it after dinner, and my wife and I did, and we went home, and I just sat on the couch. I had to decompress from watching this movie because it's you don't just credits roll and you're like, oh yeah, that was a really good movie. You just kind of wallow in it. Yeah, you do. Because I mean, the movie ends. Gotham is on fire. Joker has started this massive citywide protest. Um, and has killed Martha and um, Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. So that's a whole other yeah, I, piece to I it. I really didn't like that. I'll be honest with you. Well, there's always kind of been a theory that Joker may or may not have... Like, before he was the Joker, mm-hmm. he may have been the one to kill his parents. I mean, that's kind of always been a... An accepted theory. Yeah. It, there, yeah. But this, to me, is the type of thing... Like, Batman's origin story has stood the test of time for 80 years at yes. this point. So that would be akin to, like, Norman Osborn shooting Uncle Ben. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. So you take this iconic future villain and you have him cause the hero. What came first? Definitely. The chicken or the egg? It's it's kind of a chicken or an egg debate. What came and first? It, Joker or Batman? It shouldn't happen. Like, this this type of debate, I don't think... Like, we could live without this debate existing. Well, personally, I've always felt like Batman came first. Because a part of me, because you know, Batman and Joker are like complete opposites, mm-hmm. and which is part of the reason why they've always had this appeal to everybody. Mm-hmm. Is because you have this dark vigilante, and then you have this bright and happy villain. 
and it's just the complete opposites, which is just very creative and, and brilliant idea. But when you look at it, I guess, uh, of course, now I can't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think a Batman could fit in this Joker. In, in this, there we go. That's what I was going cinema, for. like in this cinematic universe, so to speak. Yeah, I don't see how you could have a Batman exist, which is a very hard thing to say about a Joker movie. Who knows what would happen? I mean, it'd be so weird though, because you'd have to pass. Like, I mean, Bruce is what, like mid-teens, so he's already old for the Bruce Wayne origin story. Mm-hmm. Not mid-teens, early teens. I'd say even younger. To me, he almost looked like a maybe a ten-year-old. He looked pretty young. This might just be skewed on the ten-year-olds that my my coworkers have kids, yeah, and the ones that I've met. I feel like they're just very tall for their age. They might be. So that kind of skews my yeah. Well, my thinking there. I, I don't know. Either way, it was it was something else. Yeah, sure. I didn't. I did not appreciate the ending. Now, do you think all of this actually happened? In terms of would it be a canonical origin story? No, I mean in terms of the ending. Or do you think it was just in his head? I think it was in his head. I tend to think it actually happened. Okay. Well, do you have anything that... the, the Well, you go ahead. Um, the only thing that would make me think it did is because the like at the end, he's arrested... The ambulance crashes into the cop car. It will be very difficult if there wasn't a genuine riot for that to have happened. Again, I won't say it's impossible. It's a comic book movie. Obviously, nothing is impossible. But that does seem to be fairly far-fetched if there was not this large-scale riot already. I feel like he imagined the whole thing. And the only reason I think that is because... The, the doctor asks him, like one of the first times he meets with the psychiatrist, she asks him, do you remember what got you in here in the first place? And then it suddenly jumps to a scene where he's slamming his head against the glass of a door of a hospital. Mm-hmm. And then it, ju- it suddenly jumps back. But then at the very end, you see him in the hospital talking to the psychiatrist. And I'm almost... When I saw that, I almost thought, you know, I bet he just made up that entire story in his head. Of course, at the same time, why would you make up a girlfriend in your imaginary story and then discover that she's not real? I actually thought that was the best twist of the entire movie. I liked that. It was. I genuinely did not see that coming. You didn't? I didn't. I saw the... That actually shocks me. I saw you typically the, are the kind of person that picks up on stuff like that. I and I am kind of ashamed that I didn't see it coming. It's okay. I we did still see love you. the. I would say one of the biggest spoilers. He goes on the Murray Franklin show and shoots Murray Franklin in the face. It, yep. Blows and his head off. when he's practicing for that joke, he mocks pulling the trigger on himself. He mocks shooting himself in the head. Um, but that seemed like a fairly straightforward twist. So I was like, he's gonna shoot him in the face yeah so yeah that one i felt was very expected that one i mean if you've read or seen anything about joker you know that he is not that kind of individual yeah he is not going to kill himself he's got too much no he would have the the prop pistol that shoots out the thing it says bang Bang. that's what the joker would shoot himself with right but 
very big twists. I thought she was very good. Zazie beats whatever she was Domino in Deadpool two. Oh, that's where I remember her from. Exactly. I did. The, I did the same thing. Yeah. Um, I thought she was very good. Yeah, she was good, and I kind of caught on to that. It was imaginary from the very beginning. Just because he pretended like he blew his brains out, and then she, like, giggled. And I was like, you wouldn't giggle at that. Yeah. Like, you would look at that and be like, what a weirdo. Yeah, I guess for me, as so many other things in his life had gone wrong, I wanted it to be true. Ah, right. Maybe that was his saving grace. But it, it ultimately was not, and I'm honestly just, I don't, he doesn't kill her, does he? Did I miss that? He did not. I didn't think he did. No, he just left. But I, I'm glad that he did not. And then he ends up killing his friend. Which, if we're being honest, the friend kind of had it coming. Friend. Because he, he snitched him out. He did. And then he didn't do he, he didn't hurt the little person. That was totally expected. I, I mean, I like I saw that coming. I thought he was going to say, you can go... And then he could, the the little person, he couldn't reach the lock to unlock the apartment. Right. I thought he was going to kill him when he couldn't unlock the door. Ah. Uh, because he would change his mind, and that'd be a very Joker thing to do. Yes, it would. In my opinion. It could. So, I'm glad that there was not one more victim. Well, overall, what did you think of the movie? This is one of the movies I feel like I have the most nuanced opinion on, personally. Because um, I respect a lot of the things about this movie. Critically, I think it's very good, but personally, I did not like it. Yeah. So, it's an odd thing to separate, but, like, if I were a, a critic, I would say this is, like, a nine, nine and a half out of ten. Mm-hmm. But, like, just John as a person, there are still things I can appreciate about it, but personally, I would give it, like, a four out okay. of ten. Wow. Like, it, I, it resonated with me very poorly. Well, if we're doing a scale of one to ten... For me, I think just because of the just because of the look of the movie, I loved I loved the look of it. I mm-hmm. thought that they did a very good. I mean, it was even filmed where it, it wasn't widescreen. It yeah. was um, what do you call that? Full screen. I don't know. <laughs> it, it didn't fill up the whole the whole theater. It, it was it narrower. Was a, yeah, it looked like it was f- actually filmed. Yeah, and not on digital. And so because of the look of it and the griminess of the city, and I loved the Joker suit and his paint and all of that, I wasn't crazy about the story, mainly because I knew that this would not tie into any of the other Batman mm-hmm. stuff that they're going to make. And that part kind of disappointed me. So because of that, I think ultimately I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Seems low. It's, it's low, but... I think I, I definitely think it's worth seeing. Definitely, one hundred percent. I think it should be seen. But if you're looking at it from a uh, comic book point of view, I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah. But as a movie, as a as film, a, as a standalone movie, unrelated to anything else, I feel it is very good. Yeah. I would say my greatest concern with the Joker movie, culturally, just take a step back culturally I do not feel like we are in a place where this is a good movie to see no because everything is so inherently divisive it's either it's you versus me yes 
and you know there's this disconnect to say you know two people who don't get along can't be friends yeah I can. and this movie I feel like accentuates that yeah to the point where at the end if it is real the city is on fire and that just as a as an, an intellectual worries me yeah yeah I, I can I can agree with that I think at this current state of things probably not the best movie for everybody to be um, I don't know striving to live yeah for, but, I, mean, I don't know. I don't that know said, this... though, I'm still glad it was made. I still saw it. I did. I do. I do still think that it definitely did a good job of bringing attention to mental health, but uh, not maybe in a not in a positive way. way. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. I just, it walks the line with uh, walking. Another walk. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, with addressing stigmas about mental illness Mm -hmm. while also sometimes reinforcing them yeah and you know as someone with a with a history of mental illness uh, both personally and in my family that's something i didn't really appreciate Mm -hmm. because i feel like we're like people trying to make strides into normalizing um, discussion about mental illness and things like that and a movie like this comes around and it's like well you see like you just you use this as a reference point when in the in reality this is an extreme one way yeah and not to be used as a a regular example in my opinion I agree as a as an unprofessional therapist I well I I can I can agree <laughs> with some of those things so yeah very good but hey it was made it's done we've seen it we did all right well guys we hope you enjoyed our review of the Joker. Hope that you can get out to watch it soon. It's a great movie overall. We did have some nit. We were picking at it. Pretty, a bit. pretty nitpicky. Yeah. yeah, but that's what we do because we're nerds and we <laughs> dwell on these kinds of things. Yeah. Um, well, hey, coming up in just a few weeks, uh, we've got Terminator: Dark Fate comes out November first. So John and I are going to be reviewing that. That should be releasing on November 4th. Mm -hmm. Um, And then coming up on November 18th, we've decided that we're going to review The Long Halloween, uh, which is the comic that is rumored rumored to be the um, plot for the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Well, we'll see what happens. But John did have a few things. Uh, you had something you wanted yeah. to add. Call of Duty comes out at the end of October. Yes, it's the first call. It's the first non Ubisoft game actually I've pre ordered in a number of years. I'm excited. So what's going to be different from this one than from the other ones? This one has a campaign. Okay, I'm very excited about that. Black Ops Four did not have a campaign. Is one of the reasons I did not purchase it. So it was just all online. Mm-hmm. Oh dear! It was all multiplayer battle royale. Oh, no. They had like bits of campaign, like cutscenes interspersed throughout all the different game modes, which is an interesting concept. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't a $60 concept to me. So even as it's gone on sale, it hasn't piqued my interest enough. You know, that's one thing I don't like about video games nowadays is that you, like, I miss the days where you got a game and you had everything that you needed at the beginning mm-hmm. and then you played the game and then try to unlock every single little bit of content that they hid in it and then you finished it 
And then you were like, hey, you got the satisfaction of, hey, I completed that game. I mean, yes and no, because you even look at games like uh, Arkham City. True. Which, to me, is a near-perfect game. That is a great game. But even Arkham City had DLC. It did. So I never played that, any of it, but... I got the Game of the Year edition one time, so... Uh, so it had it I all bit the bullet, yeah. I have all the costumes on there, too? I don't believe so, actually. Okay. It might have on the 360, but I got the Return to Arkham bundle for my PS4, and it does not, which is kind of exciting. So you gotta go try to grind the costumes. But see, like, even that one, though... Like, that was one of those games, too. I think that was another reason why I enjoyed it so much, was there was, an, like, a lot of stuff that you mm-hmm. could do just in what you bought. Yeah. Which I really appreciate. We have a Switch at home, and so I love Legend of Zelda. Yeah. And so I play Breath of the Wild. I will admit I did buy the downloadable content just to have extra time to play. Right. Because I did finish the game completely. And then I was like, man, I wish there was more stuff I could do. And then there was more stuff. And there was more stuff. So I guess that's when it is a benefit. Yeah. Um, yeah, COD is one of the things I'm super excited about. I had COD last night. Hey. Hey. It is actually my favorite whitefish. But yeah, going back to Modern Warfare, bringing Captain Price back is going to be interesting because his story ties up very well after Modern Warfare 3. I am I have not been this excited for a video game in a long time. Because I've been betrayed by so many video games that I was excited about. What's the game that came out that's um, huge, extensive world? I think it was a Tom Clancy game. Um, was it The Division? No, Division, not the Division. Two. No, Ghost Recon. Yes. Which one? I don't know. Breakpoint just came out. Well, it just came, it came out last month. I played the beta. It was super clunky. Didn't like it much. I liked it. It just didn't seem like it was that much of a development from Wildlands, which was the previous Ghost Recon game. Right. Um, so I liked it, but not $60 liked it. Like, I probably about $30, $35 liked it. Oh, that's so expensive. So, you know, Black Friday, sometime around Christmas, maybe next spring. There you go. It'll drop, and I might get it then. Yeah. But they're... The mechanics of it are really fun. The vastness of the world is really good. I mean, I, I might pick it up. Hope here soon I'll be able to contribute more to the yeah. video game world. But right I'm now, telling I'm you, just, limited. just rent Ultimate Alliance 3 because I don't have a Switch and I want to play Ultimate Alliance 3. So You'll have bad. to come over and we'll play together. And then we could review it. I'm, I'm on board. Okay. Thanks, guys, for joining us for another episode. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. And uh, until then, have fun. Yeah, I'd say I don't know what our outro is. I don't either. Yeah, nerd out. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of They Didn't Ask Us. If you would like to reach out to us with any comments or questions, you can find us at they didn't ask us at gmail.com, and we're looking to have our socials up soon. Check back in with us in two weeks for more rambling and opinions from your new favorite podcast.